Welcome to the Leanne Hart Podcast. Leanne is a mighty servant to God who wears many hats. She is a wife to J.W. Hart, the Iron Man of professional bull riding, a loving mother, and a bucking bull stock contractor alongside of her husband at Hart Cattle Company. But that's not all. She's an inspirational speaker, pastor, singer, songwriter, worship leader, and a beautiful sister in Christ. After the podcast is over, make sure you give it a like and a share, and please subscribe and review this podcast. Without further ado, I introduce you to your host, a true Holy Spirit hustler, a lovely and passionate woman, Miss Leanne Hart. Hey everybody, this is Leanne Hart with Leanne Hart Ministries, and I am so excited to be sitting here with a girlfriend of mine, Taylor Devino. She is married to Lucas Devino, PBR guy, you know, one of those guys, and and um, he's a professional bull rider. He's off this weekend because of an injury, and instead of her sitting around, hanging out with him, she totally said, I am going to go hang out with my friend this weekend. You get rested up and do the chores and all the fun things, and Today, we've just been sitting, drinking coffee. Well, I'm, I've been drinking, I think, a little bit more than Taylor. <laughs> I told her not to judge, don't judge. But we've just been sitting around really talking about so many things, just telling our stories to one another, growing in relationship and just connecting. And as we've been doing that, we went and fed some bulls, and we have literally almost been blown away because of the wind here in Oklahoma today. As we were sitting, I know that our day's kind of coming to an end, kind of wrapping up, and I was like, hey, let's do, let's do a podcast. So, Taylor, thank you so much for saying yes to doing that. I know you were like, we're going to do what? You said what? We're going to do what? <laughs> and so, thank you for saying yes to sitting and, and, and chatting You're welcome. Well, thank us. you for having me. Well, I know that uh, we talked a little bit about your history, that we are sitting here in Oklahoma. You actually live in Texas, mm-hmm. but you are from Washington State. You grew mm-hmm. up in Washington State, and you've kind of lived in several different places. And because you, you know, married a cowboy, your cowboy is not originally from Texas. He is a Brazilian. He is from a different country. And, you know, you guys connected. You've been poured into the same cup, so to say, in marriage. Wow. Like, what a story. But first of all, tell us a little bit about your history in Washington State. Okay, well, so we grew up in a little town called Tenasket. It is about 16 miles from the Canadian border, right smack dab in the middle of the state. And I grew up, I was a ranch girl. Um, I spent a lot of time with grandma and grandpa. My brother would be in the hay fields helping grandpa do the hay stuff, and grandma and I would be out taking care of the cows. So uh, growing up, I never really had like a faith. Like, my families, they weren't super strong believers. Mm-hmm. We just, we were ranch people. Our job 24-7 was to be on the ranch, and I was lucky and got to play sports some of the time, too. But mm-hmm. So, yeah, I grew up up there. We had cows. I spent time in school. I took pigs to the fair <laughs> to raise enough money. So, was there, like, 4-H and stuff up there, FFA? FFA, 4-H? Okay, yep. yeah. And so, I saved up enough money to buy my first cow, but, however, I would not recommend going in the cattle or any of the animal business with me. Because <laughs> I swear, like, all my cows died. <laughs> it got Note. Just, noted. Noted. Yeah. Right there, Taylor. Noted. No partnerships with me on the bulls. 
<laughs> it just it got to be a joke where some somebody calls and be like, hey, like one of the cows hit on their own. And they're like, well, it's probably Taylor's, <laughs> and it was. That's <laughs> so funny. So then from there, not I, funny that you you know your hand was like that, but you know no, what I'm saying. So. Oh, my horse is colic all the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, none of that, none of that's in heaven. We've been talking about that today. We're no yeah. more of that. No, no colic, no sickness, no death by the no. hand of Taylor. <laughs> and so my parents, they they wanted me to go off and go to college. I didn't really know what I wanted. I was a ranch girl. All I knew was cows, horses, and so I had some family. They were into the massage business, and she was like, "Oh yeah, you should do that, and then totally just come back and work with me because that's that's what you do." When you're in, from the heirs family, you go to college and then you come back and work on the ranch. Nobody leaves. And so I kind of broke that. I'm the black sheep. <laughs> and I left. <laughs> but so I went to massage school, finished that, and kind of decided like that, that wasn't me. I'm a horsey girl. So I just went back to what I knew and what I was comfortable with. And so I spent time right. going to the different jobs. I had a goal to ride all the different kinds of horses so went from cutters to race horses to reining cow horses, and now I'm starting in the rodeo world. Right. Well, and you know, you mentioned a little bit, we talked about struggles, mm-hmm. and, and you and I both shared some struggles that we struggled with uh, early on in our life, as in, you know, in our childhood years, I guess you could say. And thinking about that, the things that you struggled with then, and knowing where you are now, and knowing that, that you got through what you thought maybe have been would have been your hardest day back mm-hmm. in the day, and here you are. Um, mm-hmm. You talked about how you just didn't have, um, you didn't have anything for God at the time because you didn't understand who he was. You thought that maybe he was more of like a barbarian kind of God where it was like. It was if, just a name I heard like in school every once in a while. Like, yeah. Like, who is this guy that these people believe in? But, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, he's not here right now. and The cows are, and I got to go help gather them and stuff. Right. And so there really, there wasn't a lot of time for that and mm-hmm. it took those hard moments for him to finally bring me home and show me like hey like yeah you can't get over it by yourself like yeah. you need something and you talked about having your grandma in the picture she was a pillar for you mm-hmm. my grandma oh my goodness that lady was strong she was ornery <laughs> like she taught me so many life lessons like I think I was nine years old gathering cows they got out into a different pasture and she said okay you follow these cows and I'm gonna go up here and see if there's more up here but whatever you do don't lose your cows and they went off on a trail and I was like oh my gosh I don't know where I am I'm gonna get lost I'm going back to the road where I last seen grandma and then she'll find me and so she got there and she said um where are your cows (laughs) I was like uh I don't know they took off on a trail and I was lost (laughs) and she's like well I suggest you go back to that trail and go find your cows and bring them on back. And little did I know she wasn't too far behind me, but it was just, she taught me how to be tough. If I couldn't keep up with her out riding and stuff, I couldn't go. Hence the fact that you later in life, you know, married a bull rider. Mm-hmm. Who, though, and I used to get tickled, so tickled at this because people would say, I bet J.W. Hart is so tough. He never complains about anything. His mom would even say, J.W. never complains about anything. And I thought, wait, does he just complain to me? (laughs) I mean, and as a wife, we're totally supposed to be the helpmates there. But I'm thinking, he's 
tough, yes. But, you know, there is definitely a soft side to these guys. And, I mean, Lucas has got his, his an injury right now that he's mm-hmm. kind of out with, and he's having to kind of n- nurture that a little bit. You know, what's that like inside your home? It's harder than you would think because the wives, they're kind of the crutch, and they're the ones they lean on. So he's cranky. He's not out riding. So I – us wives take – kind of the blunt of that stuff I mean Mm. it's not something that you see in the everyday world but I mean we're kind of the ones that they depend on to help pick them up in those bad moments yeah and you know you mentioned your grandma toughening you up at nine years old and kind of walking that route and I think we all have somebody that we can relate to in one way or another that helped us with those life lessons helped toughen us up or helped encourage us to kick a little harder or to not be afraid of the brush that stood in our way, mm-hmm. you know? And so even as you grew and you got older and you, 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 you know, blazed lots of trails, we've talked about the different places that you lived, the different people that you worked for and the, in the rain and cow horse um, industry and different things like that, that led you here to where you are now. There were some tough times along the way where you might've lost yourself a little bit. And I think that's very relatable. Will you share a little bit about that? Oh yeah. Like, just the things like coming from a broken uh, marriage from my my parents and like my mom getting a DUI and going to jail. I mean, she's probably shaking her head when she's going to listen to this, but <laughs> she'll tell you, oh, yeah, I've been in the slammer. But she only had to go for, I think, 24 hours. But, I mean, we were a little kid. Mm-hmm. Like, I was the one who picked up that phone call when she called yeah. from jail. And um, then from that to... I mean, being molested as a little girl, I mean, eventually, as much as you want to push that stuff down and try to be tough, that's what I did. Like, Grandma told me to be tough, and so I pushed it down. I wasn't going to show anybody that this affected me, but I found out with my first marriage that that, there was a lot of demons in that closet that were coming out when you get close to somebody and have somebody love you, and then those come out, and like, you want to fight with them. You're angry. You want to push them away. Yeah. There were some walls I had built up that there's no way that man could take down mm-hmm. until I finally found God. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, what you just said is so powerful that you pushed and you suppressed so many different things. And we've been talking about, you and I have been talking about our, our relationships with our husband, just being a wife and being being married and you're fixing a transition into being a mom. You guys are pregnant and you've got a little one on the way. Different things you've walked through already in your marriage and, and with, with Lucas. But what you just said is such a powerful thing and I think it needs to be heard. And that when we come into a relationship with God, you know, sin is what separates us from God. And then whenever we withhold, we don't want to withhold from the Lord we know he's already seen it. We know he's already witnessed it. And sometimes it's just a matter of voicing that out to him. And you feel like the thing that was embedded, that you pushed down, that you suppressed, that it got out. But when you you think about your relationship with God, everything seems out in the open. And then there are people that you have mm-hmm. to, that you're in relationship with. And in marriage, even in marriage with what you just talked about, that the things from your childhood, the things from your younger years, you suppress those things. Your grandma taught you to be tough. Not that that's the wrong thing to teach us, you know, to, but it's also equally important to learn how to be weak with those that we love. Mm-hmm. It's not always easy whenever those people that we love um, don't really n- nurture that weakness, you know, and they just say, mm-hmm. well, just, it's, 
this person's not around anymore. You right. know, here I am and, and get mm-hmm. over it. And, and so it's nice because I, you've been bragging on Lucas and you've been talking about how precious he is and how much he does love you. And that's new for you as mm-hmm. far as relationship wise. So it's kind of like navigating the new waters. Yeah. Um, just kind of like the first, my ex-husband, like they were a very faith-based family. Like they had a strong faith and it was kind of a, a different faith than what I was like for me for pressure and stuff like it it didn't settle with me right at first and so that's when I first got to know God and they would tell me about God and stuff and then I met Lucas and the Brazilians and they are just people no pressure but they will truly you can look at them and see who God is through them yeah and Lucas has been honestly my saving grace through all of it and being around the Brazilians and learning about their culture Mm -hmm. and their love for God and um, going to the Brazilian church. Mm -hmm. Like I was so nervous. I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so different. And I got to put on these headphones and listen to the translator and I was embarrassed. (laughs) But when I left that church, man, those people set a fire under your keister. Mm. And I just left with a huge weight lifted, and I was so excited. I was dancing out of the church almost. Yeah, yeah. You see that with them. Like, I know from my perspective, I can see it all over the Brazilian guys, those bull riders that are back there, just the culture, just what they bring. It's like a unit. They operate, it seems like, as a unit. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody's kind of at one. And if they have an issue with one another, I've seen them go up to them, like, right then and right there and confront it. Like, if they see see that somebody should have done something different or they needed to act better or (laughs) whatever, Mm -hmm. they go and say, hey, yeah, I don't know what are. they say, but I know that they say something that is like, get it together, man. You know, yeah, like, I know. There has been times where Lucas has called me out and I'm like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I'm not used to that. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm, see, I am because I'm very used to that with J.W. Hart. Like, he'll call you out all the time. He's like, no, he doesn't handle it that well when you call him out. Yeah. But, you know, in marriage, in the submissive side of it, we both submit to one another, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. That respect that we have for one another. <laughs> we learn through that. You know, we're, we're going on 16 years now being married, but we, we're we getting there. We're growing and we're getting there. And as I think about the culture and, and where you are with, with your in your marriage and being an American and entering into, you know, a a marriage where cultures, those are two cultures that are colliding mm-hmm. right there. What are some of the things that you feel like you're learning to adjust to? Oh, like they, their culture, they are so close. Mm-hmm. Like lunches together, dinners together. They go somewhere, they get a friend like together. And me, it's been hard for Lucas because I'm independent. Like, I left home by myself. Yeah. And that's been a huge adjustment. I'm like, okay, Taylor, it's not just you anymore. Like, you have somebody also depending on you. And their love language is so deep. Mm -hmm. They love hard. And the way that Lucas loved me at first, I'm like, okay, you're freaking me out. (laughs) (laughs) You're opening car doors for me. You're buying me dinner. (laughs) When I get off work, you're telling me to go sit my little rear end in the chair while you cook me dinner. Yeah. And I'm not used to that because I'm such a... I love by showing people stuff. Mm-hmm. 
like I'll go out and feed the horses for you and this and that and he's like well he'll just sit there one day and like tell me how much you love me and I'm like no that's weird (laughs) (laughs) and I struggle with that but he has started to bring me like soften me a lot and there of course like with different cultures there's going to be issues there's going to be adjustments but he has made it where I I want to work hard Mm-hmm. I want to fix this stuff. Whereas before, I was stone cold, set in my ways. If you don't like it, then that's too bad. Yeah. And so he's really had me adjust to all that. Yeah, that's pretty neat. You guys also do a little bit of uh, studying together on the biblical side of it. Because I asked you, I was like, well, do you guys study the Word together? Do you Are you reading the Bible together? And just before you and I got on this uh, this podcast right here, I'm like, so what's your favorite Bible verse? And you open your Bible and you've got a piece of paper there. And on one side it falls out and I look down and I'm like, wait, I don't know that language. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that you translated it for him so that he could read that, that that was your favorite. And is that, I mean, I just, I love the way that you are both, that's a lesson right there of learning how to not just cross a bridge, but build a bit bridge together. Mm-hmm. You know, what is that favorite Bible verse? Okay, it's Hebrews 10.35 or ten thirty five and 36, and it says, So do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to preserve so that when you have done the will of God, He will receive what He has promised, or you will receive what He has promised. And that, that verse really stuck out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, going from a small town cowgirl... And me, I was kind of in the, I guess, the spotlight of my own little town because I was known as the cowgirl, mm-hmm. you know. People would be like, you ride like a man or stuff like that. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty cool. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> and then you just, you get into this world of being with a PBR bull rider. Mm-hmm. And you're living in the shadow. You get to where you're living in the shadow of somebody right. else. Yeah. And, like, I lost my confidence. Mm-hmm. And like you would go to meet people, and they wouldn't, they didn't care about who you were, what your story was. You were with a PBR bull rider, somebody who's on TV and the big lights. Yeah. And so I, I've lost my confidence then, and I was like, okay, well, what? How do I get this back? And I know I reached out to you at one time, right? And I said, Leanne, I'm struggling with this. Like, how do you find yourself and find that confidence again? And it just got down to just finding your own thing. And so I went and found a, a part-time job working for a vet. And that's me now. Like, I yeah. found confidence there. I know I'm good at it. Yeah. My boss tells me how much, like, he appreciates my work. And so I finally found myself in that again. And sometimes that can put a wedge, too, between you and Lucas. Or oh, you yeah, and anybody, any marriage, not just the two of you, not to call that out, but... You know, sometimes whenever that acknowledgement is put there and they, it's like, well, they know who they are, but now I'm starting to question, who am I? Mm-hmm. And when you start to put your identity in anything less than God and knowing that, that if you're reading the word of God and that, that the word is going to be a mirror and it's going to reflect who you really are, that mm-hmm. unique identity that you have that, you know, for JW and myself, 
I fell into that same, I think, I think most everyone that I've spoke to, every wife that I know at one point or another found themselves going, okay, what am I supposed to do with my mm-hmm. hands? <laughs> you know, yeah. like, what do I do now? And because we all have these things that we want to do when we're a little kid. We just talked about it, that mm-hmm. I teach a bunch of girls on Thursday nights and one of the, the actual pieces of homework that they got sent home with just this week was to take a chart that I gave them that was basically for a 10-year-old or 12-year-old and to map out the story of their life, to go back to that time when they were 10. And you know, you know, you know, in your heart, you have a dream to be a vet or an FBI agent or the, you know, next, well, now, then it would have been for me, Martha Josie, but now it might be Haley Kinzel. Mm -hmm. You know, you have these dreams that you have, and then along the way, as life grows and you start to feel that weather come against you a little bit, it weathers you. And in the process of that weathering, you forget that dream a lot of times. And sometimes the dream is not ever going to look like what you thought it was going to, but God doesn't ever give us a barren desire. And as we've talked about that, you and I have been talking about so many things today, but we've talked about a lot before too, that you're unique for a reason Mm -hmm. and that God wouldn't give you a barren desire. I had a desire to be a mom and I haven't yet to be able to have a child naturally, but I've gotten, you know, I've had, you know, I've got six babies. I've got, he's given me that gift. It just wasn't what I thought it was going to look like. And sometimes we limit ourselves so often when we say, no, this is what it's going to look like. And I'm like, wow, I I did that. I've heard stories before. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm past that, I'm like, Ooh, don't limit yourself because golly, man, I might not have ever left the town I grew up in if I would have stayed in that kind of a mindset, you Mm -hmm. know? And like you said, no, everyone, uh, not really anybody left your town, you know, you were like the first to leave. And now what are you going to do with that, with the opportunities that have been given to you? Mm -hmm. That's a, that's a great knowing right there that, um, we, we are all so very unique and created and fashioned wonderfully and fearfully and wonderfully made. And that, you know, even before we are breath inside of our mother's womb. And I think sometimes we leave it up to our husbands to tell us who we are. J.W. Hart never wanted to tell me who he is, who I was. <laughs> he saw my talents. He saw my gifts. And then he also saw other things that I didn't see in myself. And I almost would hold it against him if I wouldn't be able to go do something, you know, or if something didn't open up. And it was never him trying to stop that. (laughs) I know he's always been the biggest support system that I had. Mm -hmm. I know for myself, because of past relationships, it was hard to get used to someone supporting me that much that was for me that much. Mm -hmm. It didn't seem real. I was like you, very independent and Mm -hmm. coming into a relationship with someone that actually loved me so much that he wanted to take care of every fabric of my life (laughs) was like, okay, you're getting a little too close. Get out of my bubble. Mm -hmm. And God reminded me, you guys got married. You're in the same bubble. (laughs) As weird as that is, you know, it's like, okay, well, you don't touch me all the time. (laughs) Yeah. That's how I am too. I'm like, (laughs) you know, and that's the good part. And that's the fun part. I think about about marriage. I love that we can have those relationships and you do get to learn one another, Mm -hmm. you know, and you don't have to forget who you are. And, uh, that balance is such an important, it's important. It's in a very important quality, Mm -hmm. you know, as well, you know, that to say, okay, this is where we are now. And so, you know, what is something that you feel like has strengthened you and Lucas in your relationship? Because he's still learning some English. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, when we met in, what was it, three years ago? 2018? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He didn't, he just could say, hi, how are you? I and love this story. <laughs> and then he would just have a big old smile on his face. And then, like, he was so determined to get to know me. Like, he would come see me when I lived in Arizona and was riding raining cow horses. And I would come home, and he would be in the room with his headphones on, studying English. And, like, most of the time, we would use uh, the Google Translate. Like, that's how we did it. I was like, man, I can't believe, like, we we put a lot of time into that. Yes. And um, That's so awesome. That's so beautiful. That really is, like, an awesome, beautiful story. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we lived in Decatur for a while, but being around the Brazilians and stuff like that, they don't ever just like speak English around each other ever. And so when I kind of pushed him to go move away and be around the American people all the time, it really like pushed him to speak English. Yes. And some of the things like still don't translate across very well. (laughs) I have a wax pot for my eyebrows and stuff. And the other, we were laying in bed and Lucas says, do you think I could have some of your rosin to pull some of my nose hairs? <laughs> I was like, some of my what? He said, you know, the rosin. I was like, that's wax. <laughs> and he can't that's say great. holy crap. He always says holy crab. <laughs> but it's just some of those things that we've gone through. Like, it is hilarious. Some of the things that, like, he tries to say and, but... Be, what it took to strengthen it, like, it's just, like, Lucas, he's a PBR bull rider, and he's already, like, living his dreams and stuff, and I was out in the arena one day working one of my horse on the barrels, and I was like, I can't, I can't get this, I don't know why, but I can't get this part, and he said, what, why don't I try, and so he got on my mare and was riding her and stuff, and did something different, and fixed it, and we were walking out of the arena, and I was like, you know what? Like, thank you for helping me. And he turned and looked at me and he said, well, your dreams are my dreams. And just like for somebody to care that much, especially with how much he's accomplished. And he's yeah. not, he is the most unselfish person I have ever met in my entire life. That's awesome. And yeah. You know, the first time I remember being around him, I was, it was kind of like that wedge because as, as you know, and plus too, with me being a woman behind the buck and shoots, that, that can put a wedge there too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't quite sure how to take Lucas at first, mm-hmm. you know, basically that's how it is basically with any person. It's not just him and to draw him out, you know, but I, Paulo, I said, I need to talk to him. And we had a conversation with one another and he just we just, he's my buddy back there. You know, mm-hmm. he's my buddy. He's like, I love you, you know, and I'm like, I love you. And, you know, just, he's like, you're my favorite stock contractor. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you know, but honestly, he has got such a good, he's got such a big heart. Yeah. And I see the way that you, you both get to compliment him because, mm-hmm. um, you know, sometimes whenever we get married, we start to conform to the patterns of one another instead of to the pattern of God and, and, and what God would have us conform to, you know, his ways and. And as you were pouring into each other's culture, mm-hmm. there'll be things that you you will definitely, you know, find that are different or, or odd or funny or new or whatever. And mm-hmm. at the same, some will work and some will not work as mm-hmm. long as you stay true to who God says that you are. And you both have that. That's what you're, you're both right. 
chasing after. We've been sitting here in the Bible for an hour, two hours now (laughs) between feeding bulls and taking video of bulls and doing Mm -hmm. all the things that we needed to get done and learning about that and reaching out and being, I think that's probably one of the things that a lot of people fear is reaching out and saying, Hey, I I need help with this. And what are some of the things, if you could name maybe just a one or two things that you feel like you're still growing in or one of the things you feel like you need to have help with and a way to encourage someone to to find that help, whether it's biblical or in the pen or in the pasture with your horses or anything mm-hmm. like just the one thing that maybe you've been insecure about that you're, you've, you're, you're learning to work on. Yeah. Um, to what it took to actually get to that place is I was tired. Mm. I was tired of being mad. I was tired of being angry. I was tired of having a negative attitude and it just, got to that point where I'm like no more I will not let Satan have this anymore Mm -hmm. because this is what he wants and so I just said you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna fix this yeah there's this God that people are talking about (laughs) and when I when I first got to know God I I looked at him in the wrong light Mm. like I was like okay well it was God who put me in these types of situations and I'm gonna like, I blamed him for everything. And like I said, it was Joyce Meyer who put away a words who totally changed my heart that it wasn't God who put you there. It was Satan who put the lust in this person's eyes for you. It mm-hmm. wasn't God. Yeah. And that's when I just, I totally flipped. Mm-hmm. And it opened my eyes. And I would like to, like, I would want to fight. Like, if you don't fight with me, that'd make me even more mad. Yeah. And so I just... And Lucas doesn't sound like a fighter like no. that. <laughs> and I lost my train of thought. Where was I going? Well, you were talking about Joyce Myers. And you were talking yeah, about well, the words. Yeah. I wanted to be the victim. Yeah. And I used that as an excuse for how my behavior. Mm-hmm. And that that wasn't right. Yeah. And so... Like Joyce Meyer says, you better put your big girl panties on and deal with this. Yeah. And that's Or it'll deal with you. That's (laughs) that's the truth about it. And Mm -hmm. I think that we get in that mentality a lot more than 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 we need to be in. Like if you're not dealing with it, it's gonna deal with you. If you Mm -hmm. cannot confront it, you cannot conquer it. And if you can't identify it, then you will not be able to confront it and conquer it. And so those are all though everything you just said is such a big thing as far as getting to that place and pushing past that and you know are you excited about becoming a mommy uh yes i had the i had so many emotions at first like yeah from having the miscarriage last spring when i first found out i was like there was a whole new fear that went into me like oh my gosh mm-hmm. we're gonna go through this pain again and worrying and then I'm like okay well this wasn't really planned I just brought this fraternity cult that we're gonna start running this year and Lucas like it's fine like this horse is only four or five you Mm -hmm. got you got years for this it may not be a fraternity cult but it can be a derby yeah and it took us like this is really a blessing especially conceiving right at the time that our old our angel baby was supposed to be due at PBR finals right and so it is just, it's been different. But now, since we've got to that, past the scary stage mm-hmm. where you don't have that fear anymore. Yeah. And you can look at it and be like, oh my gosh, 
like I was watching the ultrasound a couple weeks ago and <laughs> yeah. it was just jumping around and his family's like oh my god that's a crazy Davino baby <laughs> for sure Lucas said yeah I think we're gonna have to put a cowbell on it to keep track of it <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome and and uh, of course in in the Brazilian culture family and uh, they just operate everybody just seems to operate as a unit and you haven't mm-hmm. actually been over to Brazil to meet his family yet have you no okay. I haven't and I like I've FaceTimed with him a little bit like I'm shy around like the camera and stuff so Lucas will come put me on camera with my messy bun on sideways <laughs> and all that and I'm like no no <laughs> and they were like just tell her how much we love her and like they're just people that have they have so much love like I haven't even met them and I feel like a part of the family and I feel so loved and so comfortable with them mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's pretty that's pretty incredible to know that, and I know the history of your history as far as your childhood and everything mm-hmm. that you walked through, and we don't have time for a two-hour conversation, no. but, <laughs> and I loved earlier, you were like, well, do we have two hours? And we did. <laughs> we had two hours at that point, and so sitting there listening to your entire story and listening to your walk and the things that you walked through and knowing that you you wanted someone to pursue you and you thought this is your job to pursue me and they didn't to now knowing you have someone that is pursuing you it Mm -hmm. does probably feel completely opposite of what you're used to and yet that again that's what the word of God says to us is that you know he pursues us our heavenly father pursues us and he's put someone in your life that is pursuing you that loves you and yeah he's not perfect no guy is Mm -hmm. you know nobody's perfect there was only one perfect Jesus but I just love that there's so much love to give. Mm-hmm. And even if, even with the difference of languages and the divide that's there, there's, you guys have gotten really creative with the way mm-hmm. that you communicate. I mean, I'm sitting here thinking about the Google Translate, and I've tried to use that before. And I've gotten tickled at some of the things, you know, because I'm like, how do you translate such and such? But mm-hmm. what if it doesn't translate the right way? Well, sometimes, like... <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't. Oh, my gosh. And do and you really get offended? Up, like, yeah, I do. And I finally got to the point where I'm like, all right, Taylor, you got to get over this. This is just how Google translates. But I'm like, I cannot believe you just said that to me. <laughs> and the same with him, too. Yeah. And I, I think more that we can communicate in English and stuff. Like, now I can kind of throw a smart out comment at him when we're bickering. Yeah. And he gets it now. Yeah. And he'll be like, what did you just say to me? And I'm like, oh, you caught that. <laughs> <laughs> so now I got to be careful with what I say. Right. <laughs> That's pretty great. Well, we, you know what? I, uh, thanks for sitting with me. Thanks for, I know I've said, hey, I want to do a podcast. This wasn't the first time. So I'm glad that we actually sat today and made time to share a little bit of your history. What is the goal that we can be praying for you for? What is it that you're designed with? What is your, your heart's desire as far as where does Taylor see herself? Um, as far as now, because we just finally started getting into the Bible. And I, I just want to get to know Jesus and his story more. And just opening my heart and understanding and... You know, one thing you said to me is sometimes those the guys, the Brazilian bull riders, will get together and they'll just pray for hours. Yeah. That's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I, I have a group of women that we will get together, and it might be hours. And they're an older group of women that just pour into us. But it's mm-hmm. so encouraging to hear 
these bull riders gathering with one another, probably praying for everything from their country to their cattle to their kids and their mm-hmm. family from every little bit. From I'm sure it's their weaknesses that they're battling oh, yeah. through, pushing through, and they're encouraging one another, not seeking one another, but seeking one source together. That is powerful, yeah. and that's so encouraging, and that's what you're connected to. And so, oh, yeah. you know, that's it, that's pretty awesome. And you get to come back, you know, and we get to kind of share yeah. throughout time. Mm-hmm. And you'll have to share some updates with us. But I just appreciate your heart. I appreciate your willingness to sit down and just talk about this today. And to also encourage others that may be just starting out in their walk with the Lord. Mm-hmm. That you have been in relationship with Jesus for some time. But understanding and getting into the Word of God. Understanding mm-hmm. that this is a, the mirror that you want to focus on what that reflection says and not just what the world says. Because we can have voices around us, you know, that are not encouraging, that are um, negative, that are bullies, that are broken in their own way. And that's how they choose to, to, to um, well, to treat others. And mm-hmm. here we have this awesome word right here that we can we can learn how to treat others we want to treat others the way we want to be treated and sometimes that's not very easy but you know with all the, the stuff that you've been through in your youth and to now where you are um, and the hope that you have for the future of your family mm-hmm. it's awesome that you're putting your hope in Jesus so thank you so much well, thank you for having me so how can people find you on social media you and Lucas oh do you think... know your little tag I, know, <laughs> I never know mine <laughs> I know my name. There you Just go. Just search it. Search Taylor Devino. Yeah, I think it's under Taylor Ayers Devino. And then on both Instagram and Facebook, that's pretty much all I'm under. Awesome. I look at Snapchat every once in a while, but I'm a terrible chatter snapper. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Me I don't I don't I don't know how to do any of it as far as that goes. So I just open them. People are like, You don't even reply, I'm like well, I don't know how. I'm not gonna put I always like, feel like I'm gonna reply the wrong thing. Like yeah. it's gonna snip something and I'm like Oh, I didn't even mean to do that. And then it just vanishes. Mm-hmm. So I just thought, I, I don't know how to do any of that. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, thanks guys for listening. Uh, you can catch Taylor Divino, D-I-V-I-N-O, as well as Lucas on Instagram, Facebook, mm-hmm. and Snapchat, and all of the fun little social media outlets they are there, and you can connect with them. I'm sure that so many of you have heard some things that maybe touched your heart. And if you do, I'm, I'm sure you would be encouraged for them to reach out to you yeah. and uh, give you an opportunity to feed back into them and to pour back into them. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, we'll see you guys later. Have a blessed day in Jesus. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. And if you have any questions about the podcast or questions for Leanne, please check out her website at leannehartministries.com. That's L-E-A-N-N-H-A-R-T ministries.com. If you'd like to book Leanne, you can do that for your services or event. And you can go to bookings on leannehartministries.com. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like to connect with Leanne, you can do that by reaching out on social media, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube, as well as leannehartministries.com.